Welcome everyone, you are listening to and perhaps watching Hot Sauce Sports. I am your host, Peace Del Reason. I am joined, of course, by my co-host, the equally suffering Mets fan, Terry Tam. How's it going, Why buddy? We're, we just fucking, we beat the Braves. Yeah. It was a great, it was two games in a row. It was great. We're 20 and 16, leading the, the NL East. Why are you suffering here? Isn't because your entire roster, like, broken? The entire roster's broken and we're still winning. So when everybody comes back, what's going to happen? Knowing the men, the synergy will lose. be gone. That's what's gonna happen. A lot. No, but like, also, there's a lot of young guys that came up. Like Khalil Lee played, and he's like, he's a he's a big prospect that they got out of Kansas City. So I mean, there's a, there's a lot of upside to the Mets this year, and I'm really excited. I think that I, I'm excited. The, I'm excited by the future. It's just that, like, you know, it was one of those years where it felt like they're going all in. Um, yeah. And like, you know, we we talked about last week how Lindor, for example, hasn't really delivered, and like the team's fine, but like the entire NL East. Other than the Marlins, weirdly, had a a negative plus minus until like two days ago when the Mets are yeah. now also in the positive plus minus. Yeah. Um, not, I mean, like, it's not, they're doing okay. It's just, you know, you expected them to just smack that division and it's not happened yet. But it is still early in the season. Well, listen, um, they're both Eagle, of course, their bullpen should be killing it, but it's they're not right now. So, I mean, they're, and they're also not being, they're not able to score runs because of all the injuries. Anyway. There's a there's a light at the end of the tunnel, and I'm I'm heading right for it. Of course, I hope so as well. Uh, joining us is the disembodied voice of the Eagle and Master Control. You've heard him chirping in, um, guys. So there's a lot of sports stuff going on. It's the best time of the year. Uh, first, we have uh, Tony La Russa going off on unwritten rules in baseball uh, because his his own player hit a home run. Always uh, always a fan favorite. Um, you see. The, the the New York uh was it the, the mayor wearing a Mets jersey sorry a Brooklyn Nets jersey under his dress shirt in the strangest douche combination ever, but that's not where I want to start. And I also don't want to start with the NBA play-in series, which is somehow less exciting than the end of the regular season because it doesn't mean that much. Uh, but instead, I want to start with which animals do you think you can rip the face off of? Um, there was this poll done and it talked about, um, what animals in the, the, uh, the wild would beat other animals. And of course, you know, people voted on whether or not they themselves could beat, um, a said animal. And there was like split stats between men and women, uh, deciding if they could beat, you know, a lion, for example. Um, some are pretty obvious and some of them I found kind of strange, um, like Eagle, I can't see the graphic on the screen because it's it's small on my end. But is that the graphic of the the men and women split? Uh, no, this is just the overall results essentially. So all okay, the the percentages you... for all the numbers. Okay, you can you on the side? Wait, like, wait, 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 wait. Just pull up for yourself the men and women split, so you can bring up seventy four percent of people said that they can kill, they can beat an elephant in a fight. No, I think this is the one of like you know. The, the animal that would win against all the other animals. like That is correct, yeah. So if you had like a battle royale of animals, these are what everyone thinks would win, essentially. Yeah, rhinos are are like under underratedly dangerous. You know what I mean? Like they I fucking... Hippos, hippos I'm, thinking about, I'm thinking about hippos. I'm thinking about hippos, not rhinos. I always yeah, mix those two up. They're one of the few animals that move as fast underwater as they do on land. They have the sna snapping force of a crocodile. I got baked one night and watched this whole thing about hippos, and it terrified me. Um, so, Eagle, can you? I, I saw one specifically. 
Uh, and it was a, the the men and women split on uh, rats, for example. Yeah, yeah my brother told me about right this. Now. Hold on. Why is this it. so weird? My brother told me about this. It's crazy how what people think that they can do to other, to animals and not realizing how big these actual animals are. Like if somebody so tells like, me, some of the small animals surprise me for the opposite reason. We're like, there's like thirty percent of people that don't think they can smash a cat. And I was just like, what are you? Well, it's because about? they've had cats cat. and they've gotten attacked by cats, so they know the reality of being of fighting a cat. But for some reason, they think they can they can beat a bobcat. And I'm not fucking with a bobcat. No way. 50 pound, 60 pound bobcat with those fucking massive paws. Forget it. I'm a fucking Yeah, but like it's, it's, it's weird. So women women were, were uh, not surprisingly smarter about this and a little more conservative in their, in their voting. Um, but like, so so the, some of the small animals are just like, listen, I know a cat can do you some damage, but in a fight for your life, I'm pretty sure you can beat a cat. You can beat a rat. Rats are gross. I get it. But at the same time, you have to realize how much larger you are than these animals, right? So, like, Eagle, I can't see the stats here, but what was it for rats? Yeah, so for rats, uh, and these are, I imagine, a single one, not like yeah, a herd not- of them. Yeah, so 68, uh, is it percentage? I think it's percentage. Yeah, it's percentage. Uh, of women said they could beat a rat, 76% of men said that. 64% of women said for a house cat, 74 for men. 51 for women on geese or a goose, 71 for men. Yeah. Come on, a goose? Yeah. Seriously. Like, yeah. what's what's the scary part about the, like... The beak? Am I... Yeah, I know I know their tongues have teeth, by the way, which is kind of fucked. But in general, again, like, I'm not saying they won't cause you any harm. Like, it'll hurt. But, I mean... Just I'm grab it by sure the neck. Kick a goose is going down. If I grab, just grab it by the neck. A goose attacked me once uh, on the golf course because they're everywhere, right? And they're dicks. It, yeah, it attacked me, and it will. Didn't it, it? Like it charged at me, kind of thing, and I shat my pants for a second. Well, yeah, like, like again, they're pretty large, right? So, the, like, there's there is that initial panic, but again, like if it's in the octagon and you're you're you know matched up against the goose in a fight for your life, you know you, you're having you're having goose for dinner. Like that's your whole family's your whole family's getting fed. Yeah, Crazy. like those those bottom three there, rat, house, cat, and goose. I have no problems with any of those. When you get to yeah. dogs, now you're like, yeah, there's like there's injuries, there's potential life threatening injuries in the line. But for the other three, I mean, no, no, there's no no question you're gonna win. So I have a couple of questions because Terry is our, our uh, resident fighting expert. Um, Terry, you, you do Brazilian jiu jitsu, right? That's your yes, thing. Yes, I do. I do awesome. it. So I do it proudly. Uh, let's say you had to train. You know, you have a big pay per view coming up. Uh, Dana White's going to underpay you, and you're fighting against a, an alligator. Uh, you got to prepare. What are you preparing for? How do you take him down? I just stand. I don't want to take him down. His his oh, only so you advantage. Can't jump the alligator. No, no. His only advantage is the ground. Okay. You know what I mean. So, so why t- would I go to his area? I would practice okay. like rib kicks. Like I would just like line up soccer kicks from the side and just start kicking him. That's what I would do. How terrifying would it be, by the way, you're lighting him for a kick and you just see that big fucker snap at you? Oh my god! And Jesus Christ! I just I get, I got, I, I get anxiety like, watching oh no. some of these. I get anxiety watching some of these Instagram videos, not let alone fucking an actual alligator. You know what I mean? It's pretty yeah. fucking intense. It's like I, I watch like brutal wild and. Uh, nature is metal okay, on Instagram, which, and these things fucking blow my mind. Which three animals are uh, most likely to submit? 
If you're going to get them in like, which animals would you plan to put them in like a sleeper hold? That's a good question. Or I, like an arm bar. Kind of, I say like any kind of cat in a sleeper hold. Because it kind of looks like a, a devastating cuddle. No, yeah, any kind of cat, like a lynx or a bobcat, like I'd probably them in like I put them in like a rear naked choke. Um, yeah, I think so. And like fighting wise, I don't know, man. There's not many animals I'm. I think I can beat. <laughs> like I always yeah, think about it. If this guy, if this animal attacks quick. me, I'm just gonna grab it by the throat. But realistically, I grab him by the throat, and then his paws are all over me. He's scratching his shit at me, so I'm fucked either way. Yeah, I, I got the, the one I got to where it was like maybe just because like the size disparity is chimpanzee, but like I still don't want to fight a chimp. Like if I had to, I have like you know a good hundred pounds on chimp, it's fine. But yeah, so I was gonna know. say where where is your survival odds severely compromised? Somewhere around chimpanzee, maybe I mean kangaroo. I feel like you can I, just eagle you can, like, list off a kangaroo. List off the animals, and then we'll me and Pease will say if we can win that fight or not. Yeah, okay. let's do it. Let's do it. Rats. Good call, Tick. Yes. Sma- I'll smash a rat. I'll fucking no smash Fuck a million rats like Charlie. House yeah. cat. Yes. Murdered. Put him in a sleeper hold. Cuddle up real quick. Goose. I'd take its head and just snap it off. A goose. Which one? Goose? Oh, same yeah, we're having, we're having geese for dinner, baby. Geese yeah. for right. dinner. Medium-sized dog. Yeah, 100%. Like, I'm looking at Jack Russell... Uh, maybe like uh, like a a bichon frisé. Yeah, I'm going. I'm, I'm yeah, killing like I, one of them. I'm going to get bit a couple times, but again, the size disparity makes it so hard for the dog, right? Yeah. yeah. Eagle. See, eagles scare me because those fucking talons are long as long as your fingers. Yeah. So if they get in, scratch you, you. They'll fuck you up. Yeah. yeah, yeah. No, scratch. Yeah, they'll the penetrate fight, you. But you just think, fight, I, I agree with you again. It's going to cause a lot of damage. But fight to the death. I don't think an eagle is killing me but they're relentless man they're 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 taught to kill so i think eagle is like i don't know i'm, I'm pretty scared of eagle not you right. eagle but eagles large dog yes i can kill a large dog unless it's like a pit bull that's like that has been beaten a few times no there's no way again they're, they're gonna do a lot of damage but i think again fight to death it's gonna suck but uh, i think i beat large dog the thing about King. dogs is that if you stretch out their arm their their front paws their their heart comes out of their chest so you can just do that plus King plus they cobra. don't have a lot of mobility there it's like a tyrannosaurus rex trying to do, trying to do push-ups yeah that's true cobra King no cobra. I'll, I'll lose no, no, zero cobra. Percent. too fast i don't want any part of that yeah chimpanzee i will kill chimpanzee. how big are we talking here like a full-grown chimp yeah but like not like gorilla like chimpanzee yeah, they, they max out at like 90 pounds, no? But they have the – like they can crush your skull with their hands. Like they can squeeze and crush your skull. So if all they, all they need is that. I'm saying like no to a chip. And use my size. I've also listened to way too much Joe Rogan to think I have any chance against any animal. So Kangaroo. So I'm not fighting a kangaroo. They'll kick See, their, with the chest. It's not only that is that they use their tail to balance. You have no angle at the tail. What are you going to do against a kangaroo? Yeah, you have no you have no advantages. Well, there also is that video. There's there's tape on a kangaroo of the guy slapping the kangaroo that almost killed his dog. You see that one? Yes, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so there's Wolf. tape on kangaroo weaknesses. Wolves, no. Well, I've done when I was growing up, every school project I had to do was about a wolf, and I know that they would murder anybody in the world. Yeah, every time I had an art project that I didn't do, I just took from another kid and he was all driving drawing wolves. So I figured yeah, yeah. karma alone I'm fucked. Yeah, exactly. Crocodile. Dead. Mm, no. dead. I have no chance. 
crocodile or alligator gator roll me in the water, there's no way. No way. Yeah, like uh, if I'm hitting a golf ball within 100 yards of a croc or an alligator, I'm just going home. Keep the ball. Yeah. Gorilla. No, Dead. no way. No chance. No. What, what did people what did people say about gorilla eggs? Uh eight women, nine men think they would beat them. A gorilla. Liars. All all seventeen of those people need to be uh castrated. Yeah. Uh elephant. Uh, uh thing about elephant is like You're unarmed, remember. The thing about elephant is like I can move run around an elephant. You say that. They fucking run, man. They're no, but so... like run around him. I so we were you you're thinking it's like the walkers in Star Wars, you're gonna tie some ropes and shit around his feet, make him fall yeah. over. Because yeah. you run around him, then what are you going to do? No, that's what I'm saying is I can like just like I can punch him in the ribs a few times, run, punch him again. I don't know. I think like you're very much like underestimating what an el- how an elephant can pivot and pick you up and kill you. Uh, you know what? Yeah, I am underestimating them, but re- I and can't if picture. He rips it. around his trunk. He'll knock the fuck out of you. Yeah, oh, and then you're dead. That, then you're just dead. All the worst part about that trunk is that it has like a bunch of hair on it and the texture. Imagine that smacks you in the face. It's so disgusting. Or what if yeah. like I, do, right I tap out ass, just because it's like suck out big your hairy intestines. trunk in the face. Yeah, hey, big hairy uh, trunk. And then the last two, lion. No chance. There's the, there's nothing that can ever tell me I can beat a lion. And grizzly bear. Nope. No. No. Any Listen. kind of. I, I, I still say that the grizzly bear is the actor that won Leo his first Oscar, but uh, that movie has since given a lot of people a lot of confidence against grizzly bear. There's 0.0% chance any of us would have a chance against the grizzly bear. Um, he lost but, the fight. He just survived after. So it's not like he won the fight. That's a good point. That's a <laughs> good point. I mean? He had to like put ammo in his Leo DiCaprio, the only man to survive a grizzly bear, but... Couldn't get on a plank of wood uh, and save himself from the Titanic. Couldn't get, a, um, couldn't get on a garage-sized door. <laughs> <laughs> Seriously. That's the only room for one. He's like, well, I, I mean, I can see that I can fit there too, Kate. Right Come there. on. Yeah. <laughs> Fucking bitch. Um, with that, uh, the Titanic is old news. Let's look and see what happened this week as we discuss the news. Ah, Terry, it's the news. It was a very newsful week. Um, I have I wanted to start the show in a very specific place. Do you? I, I know I'm a bigger hoops fan than you are. Do you remember Kwame Brown? Of course. Kwame Brown. I don't remember was much. Pick, uh, was drafted by the Wizards at the time that Michael Jordan uh, was still with the Wizards. Michael Jordan uh, famously bullied Kwame Brown. Said he couldn't play. His hands were too small. Um, a lot of people consider him a bust largely for that reason. Because Michael Jordan did the thing where when he acted like an asshole, people called it leadership. Um, but the thing is, is that Kwame Brown played for, I want to say, like 12 years in the NBA, which is a successful time. Like I always say all the time, is like, obviously you want a generational talent. Not Has he made as much money that. as Ken Bazemore? <laughs> no one's made as much money as Ken Bazemore. <laughs> it's like LeBron, Ken Bazemore. I tagged you, right? Like I looked up his career yeah. earnings. It was seventy-five, north of seventy-five million dollars so far in his career. Who the fuck is Ken Bazemore, man? I never heard of him. I he's never a catch heard of him. Shoot guy. He's all right. <laughs> no, he's not he'll, all right. He'll, he'll, 
He'll give you he'll give you five points when you need three, and he'll give you five points when you need seventeen. Okay. So, yeah. Max patch ready. But like the thing is, is like you know a lot of guys have roles, and and you know they they have careers that last like a decade plus. Like you don't last in that league for a decade unless you have talent. But we live in sort of like a um, you know goat versus scrubs culture. Like there's no in between. There's no. Um, look at the, the conversation we had with Alex the intern earlier today that like, you know, how can anybody say Curry's better than LeBron? Well, like, who cares? They're both amazing. Like, they're yeah. two of the best players of all time. Also, so, we're not taking any opinions from Alex the intern because he said that he chooses steak over bacon all the time. And now this is, I'm sending out a notice to yeah, anybody watching. Have you ever eating bacon? Fired on the spot. Well, I'm not fired. There's a lot of the stuff we don't want to do. I, we'll That's just true. cancel. We, we just cancel Weekly Sauce. Like, it's basically cool. We'll do that. <laughs> we just take away any show that he's ever on. Yeah. Besides, you can't wrap a hot dog in a steak. Remember that. I would love how, like, Alex would probably, like, partially take this seriously because in fear of losing Weekly Sauce, he might second-guess eating bacon. <laughs> the he's next like, time he's about to eat it, he's like, is there any cameras around here? I don't know. While he's, like, cutting – while he's, like, posting this clip – He's going to hit pause, run to the fridge, and throw out all his bacon just in case. <laughs> just in case. And, then hear, um, and then hear that, the last part that we just did, go back, take out the bacon, and eat it live. That's yeah, probably what he that makes sense. Um, so in response to uh, some live comments, so the live comment was a reference to um, a night where Kobe Bryant scored 81 points. Um, Kobe and Kwame Brown combined for 82 points. Um so people were like sort of laughing about that in the chat and he was a bit annoyed because it's something he like he hasn't played in a long time and like people still make that joke. And then um, the guys from the All the Smoke podcast kind of piled on. Uh, for those unfamiliar, All the Smoke is a show that fe- features Matt Barnes and Steven Jackson. This episode also had Gil Arenas. Um, this is one of the many reactions. I know I sent one in our group chat, Terry. I don't know if you saw this one specifically because there's been about 30 – uh, Kwame live, stream, live live streams since this happened. Uh, Eagle, let's see the clip. 30? Yeah, it's not. Wait, wait, what? When a nigga, some nigga done ate your food. Some Derek Fisher done open your doors to your house. <laughs> Derek Fisher got your keys to your truck. You bitch ass nigga, send some gas money so you can pick them kids up. Yeah. Now what you do, nigga, you niggas want to sit on TV and act like y'all niggas perfect and you can't respect when a man tell you you wrong, bro. Well, let, let the gloves come off. The only joke you got is about basketball. I got a joke about your life, you punk bitch. The fuck is you talking about? What is Derek Fisher? Is he the mentor or the stepdaddy or what? Because he your mentor too, you punk. <laughs> y'all niggas a trip. You want to sit online, and this is what Rachel Nichols sat there and got your dumb ass to say something else again. Because, see, Rachel Nich- Nichols know I'm going to say something. I ain't got shit to lose. I don't got no big podcast. You the dumb nigga that keep responding to a nigga that you bigger than. You stupid motherfucker. You ain't learned nothing because you think you tough. Who's a light-skinned nigga like you with slick-ass hair should be acting like Drake and taking niggas' girls. But, no, you getting your girl, too. Cause you want to be a thug You want to smoke weed and play cards I'm, all night punk. I'm so confused to what he's trying to say So I, I gotta give you some background um, 
of <laughs> Jesus. He reminds me of Tony Ferguson. So, Matt Barnes uh, famously like chased down um, teammate Derek Fisher because Derek Fisher was sleeping with his wife. Derek Fisher is now married to Barnes's ex-wife. Yes. And uh, she has full custody of his kids. So that's the first part of it. Uh, Steven Jackson, uh, he's actually been uh, on a lot of his live streams, just, you know, talked about some of the problems he's had at home with his wife and uh, or ex wife. I don't even know the status and so on. So a lot of that's in there. There's a lot of like problematic stuff in what he's talking about, like the way he refers to women and some of some of the, the videos. Um you know, the whole light skin, dark skin dichotomy that none of us on the show are qualified to discuss, so we won't. <laughs> um, but, like, so here's the thing that happened in, in like, shortly after this video was posted. Um, Matt Barnes famously chased down and beat up a teammate. Steven Jackson fired a gun in a parking lot. Gilbert Arenas, uh, whose entire career is famous for bringing guns into the parking lot, all of these three guys immediately responded to Kwame Brown and apologized, which led me to believe, how bad is Kwame Brown? Like, how scary is that man that those three guys are scared of you? It's it's crazy how he he has this sort of energy, like, I just, I, I'm choosing not to do anything about what I want to do. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. he has that kind of energy to him. Well, Matt Barnes is probably one of the best, well, most well-spoken guys I've heard come out of the NBA in a long time. I mean, like that he's, show he's, in general, the three of them, the three like the two show. guys and, and Gilbert Arenas. Gilbert Arenas, like, again, people think of him as an idiot because of what happened, you know, uh, with the guns and all that. But, like, if you actually listen to him speak, like, he sounds like just a dude who's got a lot of perspective in life and, and sort of realizes, you know, how things went down. and like That's how I feel about Matt Barnes. Yeah, kind of kind of similar characters. And, and, like, you know, that's kind of the appeal of all the smoke is that, A, they have that, like, street credibility that, like, these are guys that nobody messed with when they played. Um, and on top of that, they're just great communicators. Uh, and then, like, again, Kwame Brown responds by saying your show should be called Some of the Smoke, Some of the Time, because you're not interested in the smoke. And I really appreciated that. I thought, I thought give <laughs> Kwame Brown a show for that reason. And, like... At this point, they need to have him on the show, right? Like, that's the only place this can go to. 100%. 100% like, he has to get on the show. I didn't so know that this, Derek Fisher and, and, banged Matt Barnes' wife. I didn't know that. Sorry? I didn't know Derek Fisher banged Matt Barnes' wife. Yeah, it's, like, famous. So, like, it, they always say in basketball, all fights, um, in the NBA, all fights are either related to gambling debts or women. Like, that's sort of, like, a thing, like, a... a a throwaway saying from the 90s in the NBA. I don't think it's necessarily true of today's game, but definitely was the case back in the day. Um, yet, perhaps not the strangest thing to happen this week because what's going on in Jacksonville? Um, are we sure Urban Meyer understands football? Because he brought in Tim Tebow to play tight end, who was a quarterback. They brought in Kevin Benjamin who, to play tight end. Like, as far as I know, being overweight doesn't qualify to play tight end. And he has Travis Etienne, the top running back drafted in the draft, running only receiver drills. Well, and I didn't include this uh, because I couldn't find I – could, I didn't remember who tweeted it out exactly. But I want to say it, it was one of the, the NFL or ESPN football guys who said that the J Jaguars uh, wanted to draft that wide receiver uh, that was picked by the Giants. I can't remember his name now. Okay, Kadarius Tony. 
Kadarius Tony, exactly. And then once he came off the board, they kind of panicked and drafted Travis Etienne, which they panicked. You only have six months to prepare. So maybe if the guy you want isn't available, you're not going to panic and pick a random person. The thing about Travis Etienne is that he can play receiver, but I don't. I think that he's just learning the the, the offense, and I think that it might it might be something that he has to work on. It just it it feels like. Um, because, you know, Urban Meyer coached in the NCAA for a long time. And if you remember the video game where, like, you get guys and you change your position because they're, like, super fast. So you have guys that are athletes and you change your position. It kind of feels what Urban Meyer is doing. Like, he's just he's just playing NCAA. I've always said coaching in the NFL, it, it's, it's almost a different sport. It's so rare where we see guys make transitions one way or another and have the same type of success. And I think that... You know, recruiting in in mothers' living rooms is very different from uh, coaching grown men who make triple your salary. Um, so I don't know how all this is going to go over. I can imagine if you're a tight end and you see in the tight end room, you see Tim Tebow and Kelvin Benjamin. How do you even think your coach is serious about what you do for a living? <laughs> right? Like... Because it's I, he's I just saying, Ur- oh, Urban well, Meyer you're just like, Ur- catch the ball, but that's not the job. Urban Meyer signed like a four-year deal. I think he's like, I'm gonna work four years, make crazy amounts of money, then retire and be like, ah, I tried the NFL. It's not for me. They're too close-minded. <laughs> Urban Meyer <laughs> yeah. is trying to. Urban Meyer is gonna like go 0 16 this year because of all the weird roster changes he makes, and then he'll be like, well, aren't, don't I win the innovation award? And they're gonna be like, what is that? He's like, don't you guys have an innovation award? Because if you don't, you should have one and just name you it the Urban one. Meyer. It's the Urban Meyer award. Yeah, the Urban Meyer award, and just like, or just like, it'll it'll just be uh, a dash like tight end to uh, like with an arrow at the end, so it'll be mm-hmm. tight end to wide receiver, just that the dash with an arrow. Yeah, that's, that's that, that would be the logo. That's all it is. The entire trophy is just that. It's just a plaque <laughs> with that transition, um, but like. So here's the thing, like the the third and fourth tight ends on a team need to do some blocking, need to do some special teams. Otherwise, you're just absolutely wasting roster spots. Like, am I crazy thinking that given no, I think, that this, I think he's trying to go for like the a worst super, team in the league last year? Yeah, I think he's trying to go for like a super high flying offense because he has this quarterback that can do a lot, right? So I think that he's just trying to put a lot of pieces into place to see where his offense can land. I don't really mind any of the stuff that he's done. I really don't. I, I don't think that it's crazy. I mean, Tim Tebow is the one that, that throws me off a bit because it's like, okay, he's 35. Like, do you like? Are you that attached to this player that you feel you can't win without him? You know what I mean? Because he's like just, he was in Florida, he won with him. He's given him a couple of checks until he until he cuts him, right? Like that's that's got to be what it is. Just I guess. throw some cash his way, get his name in the press again, and and cut him because oh man, it's a shame it didn't work out. Because if he's actually friends with him, he's not gonna succeed at the tight end position in the NFL after playing it for six minutes, right? Like, that's the height of the sport. <laughs> you can't just start doing it out of nowhere. Although there have been other players that have played other positions and have ended up being tight ends, right? You think of some wide receivers. Uh, you know, uh, what's his name? Who plays for uh, the Raiders now? Darren Waller. Yes, exactly. Yeah, he was a receiver beforehand, and he converted over to tight end. You have a lot of running Darren backs who have Waller done that too. Spent three years becoming a tight end. I understand that. I'm not saying it happens overnight, but I'm saying it, there have been players that have transitioned. But Tebow is going to have to go through a three-year transformation, in which case you're 38 and you should be cut. What yeah. was the name of the guy that for the Saints that wanted to be? Uh, he was Jimmy listed Graham? as 
No, he was listed as a tight end, but he was a receiver. Tyson Hill. Uh, no, no, no. <laughs> He's listed as everything. Not Dev. Could it be Devry Henderson? Devry Henderson was, was a receiver. Small. He was a receiver. No. Ah, oh, man, I'm drawing a blank here. But anyway, he was listed as a tight end, but he was a receiver. Maybe, oh, yeah, Marcus Colston. I think it's Marcus Colston. Yeah. And uh, did you go to Hofstra or Tulane? Hofstra. I don't know why I remember he went to Hofstra. Yeah, okay, Hofstra. that's why. That's why I remember. Handling's crazy, right? <laughs> <laughs> so uh, he was listed as a tight end. And then when he went to uh, arbitration, when they tagged him, he wanted to get wide receiver money, but he got tight end money because he was still listed as a tight end. But he never lined up as a tight end. But on the roster, he was a tight end. So like these guys, you can plug them anywhere. Nowadays, receivers are so big. That they can play anyway. How many tight ends do we know play receivers, receivers? Receivers need to do some blocking and stuff, right? So, like, they have that skill set. And also, like... Yeah, but you're also blocking corners. It's not the same. It's not It's not the same. But at the same time, as a quarterback, you've blocked nobody. And and I understand Tim Tebow's big for, like, a normal dude. But, like, the size comparison of, like, Jimmy Graham, who was a basketball player, versus... Uh, Tim Tebow is not the same, or Kelvin Benjamin even, or even uh, Marcus Colston. Like these guys are were big, big, big guys. I think you're thinking about this completely wrong. I don't think that Tim Tebow will be lined up against anybody to block. I think that he's going to be protected. If he ever comes in the lineup, it's only going to be in situational things. I do not think that Tim Tebow is going to be putting his hand on anything. Can, can you and, imagine Urban Mayer building a system, though, that has all these like double tight end packages, kind of going back to you know the New England Patriots style, and like builds the entire offense around these schemes, gets into like week one, gets destroyed, week two, gets destroyed, week three and four, and like you're, you're a quarter way done the season, you're like, oh, this isn't working, and have to scrap the whole thing, start over essentially. That's uh, that's what this is looking like. Yep. Eagle, what's his name? Who? The coach of the Jacksonville Jaguars. Oh, did I say Urban Mayer? Yeah. <laughs> it's not John Mayer's <laughs> brother, bro. It's Oscar Meyer Wiener. You got to remember <laughs> that. Yeah. Urban Meyer. You're, you're so – like the thing that amazes me about Eagle – we talked about this off air, Eagle. You weren't there for this conversation, but we said like talking the, shit about the harder America. things are, the more competent you are. When things are easy – you're dreadful. I used to joke. I used to do like I, I would get 100% on all my like calculus, like advanced mathematics exam. It, the only mistakes I would make was I get right to the end and it would be like three times two. I put five or something stupid, you know? Yeah. yeah. It's one of those things. You, you, you thrive under chaos. That's what I said. 100%. Yeah. Yeah. You're very good. Under Just like pressure. Tim Tebow might. Maybe. Maybe. So my least favorite day of the year of the football calendar um, was always scheduled release day. It always felt overhyped. It always seems like, you know, we don't have any information. We're just going to ascribe random wins and losses based on how we think our team will do without thinking that other teams have made progress. Um, when, when fans do that, by the way, marking off wins and losses, they never think that other teams got better. Only their own team got better, right? Yeah. Never. Um, Sorry, go ahead. No, no, go ahead. Go ahead, Terry. I was going to say, it's like, it's the, uh, the glass half full in the off season, everybody's I think about the NFL. It's not like baseball or hockey and though and other and or in basketball. Those those sports are realistic in the off season. The NFL, for some reason, everybody thinks they have a chance. Like it's right now, the, the Jacksonville Jaguars are like, we have Trevor Lawrence. We can win the division. It's it's uh, so the NFL, they always talk about parody. Yet Brady has been in like 21 percent of all Super Bowls or something stupid like so. Like I think the, well, there, the there last... is parity within the divisions, 
Because even if you look but so, at but like it's only small sample size, right? So like yeah. I understand that six and ten and ten and six feel the same, or like man, just a couple of bounces and both teams are eight and eight, but they're like disaster. Like if you extrapolate that over like eighty games, it would be a massive difference. Absolutely. But it's fucking that's the thing is like there's it's a small sample size, like you said. But the thing is is that like if you look at the the I was gonna say the NL East, the AFC the NFC East. It's a toss-up every single year. That's what parity is, right? But then if you look yeah, at other divisions, those like have a chance to win the Super Bowl, then what does it matter? Yeah, it's, it's well, artificial parity. they do. Parody. If you're in the playoffs, you have the chance. You have a chance, and the winner makes the playoffs. I mean, I remember, I remember at one year, like at one point for like I want to say it was a span of twelve years, um, the quarterbacks who won Super Bowls during that time was Russell Wilson, and then the rest of the quarterbacks were named. Brady, Roethlisberger, or Manning. I understand there was two Mannings, but still, just to say, like, like again, you say parody, but it's a lot of the same guys doing the winning. Uh, over no, no, yeah. For in terms of Super Bowls, yeah, absolutely, I agree. But, but there's parody when it comes to on a week on a week to week basis. Like you yeah. don't know who, like anybody can win any time. You know, it's absolutely. very rare. It's very rare um, that you'll that you'll be able to predict. Like, you'll go 100 percent throughout the season. Where in basketball, maybe not this year, but you know, you can more or less guess who's going to make the playoffs at the beginning of the year. That's true. That's true. Um, so, I was never a fan of the schedule release. I always found it was kind of an overhyped thing, and I never understood why everyone got like so up about it because you have no idea a who was even going to be healthy uh, week to week, let alone who's going to be improved or or worse. Uh, but this year, the social media people from these teams did such a great job. Uh, there was a Joey Bosa Chargers PowerPoint uh, presentation. Did you see that, Terry? Oh, it was. It said like, should we do a PowerPoint to release uh, to release a schedule? And it was a big no, but spelled out with the words yes to make out to make out the word no. And then it was Joey Bosa just doing this super lame PowerPoint. It was awesome. Uh, Peyton Manning was an intern for the Broncos, just going around rifling people's mail into their offices. Um, the Jags did like a, a bunch of Florida Man references. Um, like Florida Man has new drinking buddy in Buffalo. Um, so like it was cool. Like teams teams had a good time. But I wanted to highlight two of them before um, we take a quick break and go into rapid fire. Um, so <laughs> there's the Chiefs. The Chiefs had um, sort of a parody on their own coach in Andy Reid. Let's watch. Look forward to the challenge of um, playing the Browns. Look forward to the challenge of playing the Ravens. We look forward to the challenge of playing L.A. Look forward to the challenge of playing the Eagles. Look forward to the challenge of playing the Buffalo Bills. I do look forward to the challenge of playing a good football team. Look forward to the challenge of playing the Titans. We look forward to the challenge of playing the Giants. We look forward to the challenge of playing... The Green Bay Packers. We look forward to the challenge of playing the Raiders. Look forward to the challenge of playing the Cowboys. Look forward to the challenge of playing Denver. I look forward to the challenge of playing the Raiders. Look forward to the challenge of playing the Chargers. We look forward to the challenge of playing the Steelers. We look forward to the challenge of playing the Bengals. Look forward to the challenge of playing the Broncos. All right, well, that time's yours. Look forward to the challenge of. Um, a- Love it. I, I had no idea that was the thing that he said. <laughs> That's I, I was not expecting the bye week and thought that one caught me off guard. <laughs> that was that was the, bye week. the bye week was great. Um, it's just like, because, you know, these coaches never say anything in press conferences. They get asked the same questions. They answer the same things on a weekly basis. Every week's the same. Um, 
And then every once in a while, we all celebrate Dennis Green losing it on a reporter. So this is kind of <laughs> it was kind of fun. And I love I love that Andy Reid just seems like the kind of guy who sees this in his office and is like, motherfuckers got me. <laughs> like he seems like he'd enjoy the joke, right? Yeah, for sure. Andy Reid's a he's a class act, man. I was I was happy for like I was happy for Ovechkin when he won the Stanley Cup. I was happy for Andy Reid when he won a Super Bowl. Yes, yeah, so you know like, what I mean. We, we keep ascribing greatness to individual people and ignoring that it's very complicated and very difficult to win a Super Bowl or World Series or you know, NBA championship or whatever it is. Um, but I was happy because you cannot tell me. I don't care what you think about Andy Reid. My eyes tell me that dude can coach. That dude can call plays. Um, so, yeah, for that reason, I, I agree with you, Terry. Um, and I hate, I hate to highlight the Patriots for anything positive. Um, I've had to too many times because they've been too great to deny. Um, and here, they, uh, they they did their schedule release in an ode to the shopping network. <laughs> Continuing along in the Patriots Home Shopping Network, we have these beautiful 2021 schedule figurines. Let's hit the phones. Caller one, go. I am so excited for my week four Devin McCourty yes. figurine. Yes. I cannot wait to see him with my own eyes. Yes. <laughs> Next caller. Are these NFTs? Do you take Dogecoin? What does that mean? Next caller. Hey, Pat. I watch you every day. I'm so excited yes. to get my Week 10 Cam Darwin. Oh, you are so sweet. Yes, the Cam Week 10. There is also a rock and roll edition. It comes with a brown hat and you get a little guitar. Oh. I need the Week 11 Atlanta Slater Edition. Yes. Special price today only twenty eight oh three. Nice. Yes. All right. Next up, we have a caller from the car. Hi, Pat. I'm calling on my way to work, and I'm really interested in getting that Lawrence guy with thirty. It's all the same figurines over okay. and over again. Yeah. You won't want to miss what's next. We're selling jars of soil from the old Foxborough Stadium. I just had a crazy deja vu. That was so weird. As if I've seen this before. Have you? No. Then it's very strange. That is absolutely bananas. Um. So I I have a theory about what happened with the Patriots. Is um they go to Belichick and they're like, hey, how do you think we should release schedule? And he's like, Shopping Network. And then like the twenty two year old social media interns like, I don't know what the fuck that means. <laughs> but it's like, true. He's like, like how many young people know what a shopping network is? Yeah, it's like, imagine Facebook Marketplace was... A, okay, imagine that instead of streaming, you paid for TV and it was they determined what was on different channels at different times and you can only watch them at certain times. Now, imagine there was a channel that was Facebook Marketplace. Why are you making this so complicated? It's the uh, infomercials, but actual shows. That's it. But dude, there dude, there's a whole generation of people who don't know what infomercials were. No, you're they lying. They don't know people what the Ronco Electric Food Dehydrator is? <laughs> yeah, there will be people who will live their whole lives and not know that if you order now, you get a free set of Jinsu knives. Jinsu knives? Made German steel. Absolutely. What was your favorite infomercial growing up? Um, I, I was actually – you mentioned the Food Dehydrator. I was pretty, pretty, uh, uh, pretty down with the Food Dehydrator when I kind of knew yeah. it by heart because of how many times I'd seen it. Yeah, exactly. Um, I, my brother and I, I was wowed by ShamWow. Uh, what Ronco was the what was that oven that would cook and like not have the grease on it or whatever it was? Yeah, Ron, the Ronco Electric Food Dehydrator. That there was the we one. go. Yeah, that's the one. And also Ronco Electric Food Dehydrator and uh, the Miracle Blades with the fat guy, fat chef with the mustache. 
Mm-hmm. He would cut cans open. He the took magic he, bullet he, too. Is another one. Oh, the magic bullet. I actually bullets. own a magic bullet. Me too. I or do too. Yeah. OxyClean. But anything that guy did, whatever his name was, the OxyClean guy, he, he unbelievable. Now today, people don't realize, but Flex Seal is technically like an infomercial. The what? Flex Seal. I don't know. What you ever see is. Flex Seal? It's the guy. He's like a little chubby. He takes like a roll of tape and he puts it over like a spilled, like a broken pipe, and it seals it automatically you can I even feel paint, like we have different algorithms you can paint your boat it's like this black thing and it like seals it's called flex seal it's unbelievable apparently gotta get some yeah this shit no not that that was it well i mean hey, i maybe feel swift oh, yeah, right here right here, right here right here the easy uh, way to coat tell me you wouldn't buy this. seal wouldn't buy this. and stop leaks fast look at that and now there's flex seal liquid this super thick rubber that you could pour right into cracks to stop water dead right in, in its tracks. Yeah. You could brush or roll on large areas for a watertight seal. Even dip all your tools for a tough, no-slip grip. Flex Seal starts out as a thick liquid and turns into a super strong, flexible rubber. Dip PVC pipes or downspouts to create a watertight seal that lasts for years. This rubberized coating prevents rust and corrosion. In extreme heat or cold, Flex Seal Liquid keeps its hold. Unlike thin paints, Flex Seal Liquid is super thick and creates a flexible barrier that's completely waterproof. It's like a handyman in a can. Flex Seal Liquid is safe around plants and animals, so we used it to seal this fish pond. Now any project, big or small, with Flex Seal, you can do them all. To show on, you the incredible sealing seal. power of Flex Seal Liquid, we made this entire airboat out of screen and covered it in Flex Seal Liquid. After a day on the water, flying through alligator-infested swamps, Flex Seal's watertight barrier takes a beating, stays strong and flexible, and the inside is completely dry. Yahoo! Brush, roll, dip, or pour. Imagine everything you could do with Flex Seal Liquid. You'll get a large can of Flex Seal Liquid for just $19.99. Terry, so if you, you know. if you needed if you needed some spare income to buy Flex Seal, how would you get that money? I would probably put five dollars on uh, five to ten dollars, and I would pick two, maybe three basketball players, and I would be able to uh, select if they're going to get a point or an assist or a rebound or anything like that, or maybe a three pointer. You know, Steph Curry's been on fire, so I'd probably put five bucks on Steph Curry. Uh, I would do that, and I would put that money, and I'd wager it on the Hot Streak Fantasy app. So get the Hot Streak Fantasy app; it's probably the best fantasy, fantasy in play fantasy game you can ever play. Uh, you can get it on iPhone. I'm pretty sure you can get it on Android. Go to Hot Streak Fantasy. It's unreal. Um, I've already made like up to 200 bucks after a 50 dollar $50, $50, um, deposit. And for our listeners and our viewers, I guess, and our fans, if you do- if you uh, deposit 50 bucks, you get an additional 50 dollars in the bonus money that you can spend as well. So it's free money. Might as well do it. Very excited. Um, I'm going to be on it tonight. Uh, this is the big night. The the big play in game between um, the uh, Warriors and, and Lakers. Um, I was hyped maybe a month ago when this looked like it could be an option. And then I realized uh, it's not a win-or-go-home situation. It's just a reseeding thing. So to help keep me interested throughout the game, I'll be dropping bets on uh, Hot Streak. Very excited about that. Um, one last thing about the Flex Seal. That guy was one of the 
Uh, 8% of people who said he can be an alligator. So, 100%. 100%. Because he was just, I, he's just rolling around on a screen. He's just going to use flex seal. Dangerous. Dangerous game. Just pour um, it right on the right, alligator, so, and then it turns into a piece of rubber. There you win. GG's. <laughs> there you go. We actually won't take a break just because we don't have an interview, so we'll go straight into rapid fire. And uh, Eagle, what time is it? This is where I would normally say, and we're back. Uh, so time uh, for rapid fire. Eagle. Very polished. Thank you. So uh, let's go with the first topic here. We have, if I can count, six of them for today. Um, the first one, the house always wins. A fan tweeted at Dame Lillard before the season, hoping that the Blazers win more than 41 games, claiming that his house was on the line. After the Blazers won their 42nd game on the last night of the season, the fan revealed his ticket to show that he had won $200. Ah. So either that mortgage is real cheap, or someone's a liar. Someone's a liar. Someone lies a bit. I mean, everybody, uh, this guy, everybody lies about how much money they make gambling because they never say how many how many losses you have. I, I when people I, every time somebody asks me, it's like, yeah, I've made like oh, I made like five hundred bucks tonight, but you don't know that I've lost like three hundred bucks also. <laughs> yeah. See, you but like that's I mean? the thing. It's like making a hundred dollars but losing five is just losing four hundred. Exactly. <laughs> right? like, exactly. Um, no, I like that. I like uh, I like the bold face live. And, and like, just to be clear, like when he tweeted at Dame, Dame actually answered, "Don't worry about this," or some some of that. Like he says, "Don't even think about it." Something like that. Um, get to the the last game of the night. It's a, a easy win. He puts up thirty one points, and then he goes out of his way to tweet the fans saying, "Show your ticket." And and, and then the fan reveals it was just two hundred dollars. I I would I would just act like I didn't see it. <laughs> I, I would I would get uh, Duke the Graphite to just modify my ticket to make it look like I just won 160k. I love it. I would uh, just reply back, uh, "New tweet, who's this?" or something. Yeah, yeah. Sorry, man. I took right. over this account. Uh, next topic: face off. I will warn our viewers on YouTube. This may be a little bit nasty, so if you want to skip this part, take 90 seconds from now and jump forward. Uh, the Mets live. Kevin Pillar took a fastball to the face, calculated at 94 miles an, uh, miles an hour. Again, viewer discretion advised. Oh, and he hit him in the helmet. Oh, oh my. It's, it was good that it hit his nose and, and his eye. Coming out of the nose of Kevin Pillar, who was struck this live flush was by like, that pitch. I saw life too. Yeah, the first thing I thought of when I saw Kevin Pillar, Pillar, run, Eagle, not but Pillar, the concern for Pillar, Pillar when I saw him uh, get up and run on the face uh, to of the Jacob dugout Webb. is that wow, he was able to do that, and I see I've seen hundreds of soccer players get hit by the ball in the face and then protect and then put their hands on the only part that's protected, which is their shin, and roll around on the ground for ten minutes, acting like they're injured. I've this seen is, this similar is the post cleaned version essentially. Like that's yeah, uh, that's a face. It. Good boy, um, I've seen I've seen soccer players knocked over by the wind and have similar reactions. Uh, Terry, have you ever uh, noticed I, that they always they always reach for their shin every time they're injured? But it's the only yeah. place that's protected on their body. It's, they have shin pads. Grab your dick. Grab your dick. You're gonna get yeah. an automatic call. If I'm the yeah. ref, I see you holding your dick. I'm calling. I'm giving somebody a yellow because you can't hit somebody. That One time, Rivaldo got hit in the head with the ball and he dropped and started holding his ankle. So when I saw I I, did, I watched this game live and I and I thought of two things. I have a friend of mine who actually pitched, uh, you know, college-level baseball. Uh, he once told me he um, never hit a pitch. He never hit a batter he wasn't trying to hit. And that 
uh, when you know it's impossible for guys to lose control. But man, when you see that pitcher, he looks like he felt really bad about about hitting Kevin Pillar. The next thing is, I remember getting to a batting cage when I played baseball, and the first time I I had a ball coming at like you know I think there was a max of 80 miles an hour in that cage, and I've never been so terrified in my life. I can't imagine how these guys stand in the box with a ball coming 94 miles an hour. Like that's, and then, that's 34 miles an hour faster than the speed limit on a, a U.S. freeway. And then I noticed, and then I see I see Pete Alonso walk up, and he has you know the extended elbow pad. He's got the helmet that like comes across his face, so all he has is like a, a V just for his eye, so his eye can see the ball. Yeah. He's got gloves on, like he's protected. And then I see that, and then I see what happens to Kevin Pillar, and I'm like, listen, if you're the type of, if you're an old school guy, you don't want to protect yourself. That's fine. I mean, it's part of the game. Like, there's so many. We talked about unwritten rules in golf. There's so many weird unwritten rules in baseball, and there's like a this weird way that you have to carry yourself in baseball. But I see guys that go like they get every accessory. Like they'll get the thing on their hand, so on the bat, so they're so they don't wear out the, the wear out the inside of their hand. Like I've seen hundreds of things. Kevin Pillar is such yeah. like an old school guy, and he just gets cracked in the face. You know, he's a tough guy. He'll be back for sure. But it's it's tough to see, man. Tough to see. Agreed. All right, next. Isle of Man Campbell, Detroit Lions head coach Dan Campbell uh, tells the pardon my take boys what he was willing to give, uh, give up, give. Uh, to win a Super Bowl, here are some of the thoughts of the coach's philosophy. To do just in general, and I've talked to Sheila about this. I, I don't think we're going to be able to do it, but I would love to literally just have a pet line. Yes, just, just a legit <laughs> pet line on a chain, a big ass chain, and he just he really is my pet. We just walk <laughs> around the building. We go out to practice. We're in seven on seven. We're behind the kicker when he's kicking. We're just. <laughs> There we are you know on the I mean? sidelines. Yeah, yeah. You should. You know what you should do is you should get you should get two of them and put them on each sideline and just teach the guys not to go out of bounds. Don't try to be. Don't don't avoid contact. And I, with the thoughts on command, you could train him. Like if one of your groups isn't doing well, you could just take him over to their section and just have him take a dump right there in the middle of where their section is at, and then bring him on back. Yeah. I mean, think about it. Be outstanding. Before I, before the game, you could walk the lions up and down the opponent sideline and have yeah. them pee and poop all over the sideline, yeah. and then they have to deal with that all game. Yeah, yeah, that would be, and it's turf, that would be outstanding. We're going somewhere. The problem, I don't know if Pete is going to allow that. It's yeah, I don't think so. Maybe, though, we would take great care of it. It would be fed well. It would be petted. It would be manicured. I might end up losing an arm because of it, but that would be even better, you know, because it would validate what this is a freaking – this is a creature now. This is an animal. This thing is – this is from the wild. Would, yes. would you give up an arm just to motivate your team? Ooh, possibly for a Super Bowl. If I said uh, Dan Campbell, you are going to win a Super Bowl in Detroit. Yes, yes. there it is. One arm. Yes. That your move, yes. Mike Vrabel. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay. All right. So arm to a lion for a Super Bowl. I love it, man. I love it. And it's, there's nobody better than for Dan Campbell to go on part of my take because they love this shit. They eat. They eat up like dumb coaches and dumb athletes they they make them their own you know what i mean and it fits in perfectly and uh dan campbell man you know what he scored points with me i thought he was a nutcase but i think he i think he's part of i think he's in on it i think he's in on it i i think i think he's in on it too um it's kind of like for a while i felt bad because i felt as the watching nicholas cage movies i was laughing at mental illness but now i realize nick cage is in on the joke and it's awesome so i feel comfortable laughing at Nicolas Cage movies. Um, I'm excited about the season 
because I get to hear a bunch of quotes by Nick Sirianni trying to explain very simple ideas uh, while confusing himself and hearing Dan Campbell just talk about the manliest shit in the world. And like to your point, Terry, trying to clean off lion shit off the turf, I do not want to be the guy with that job. That seems very difficult. Hard to do. All right, next, up and away, Tom Wilson has gotten himself into a lot of trouble over the past few days, weeks, months, seasons, years. Um, but every time he lays out a hit like this, all is forgiven. Oh, she come together. Morali couldn't find it. What a kept it at the hit. line and a big Jesus hit. Oh, she come together. Morali couldn't find it. Oh, my kept God. Kept it at the line and a big hit. Oh, she come Last time, because it's such a nice hit. Oh, God, so good. I don't even care. This is the best hit I've ever seen. It's how, I think it's Corrali. It's how Corrali is kind of like lifted in the air, and he just kind of like slowly sails over the boards. This is the Tom Wilson that I love. This is why he's my favorite player in the league. <laughs> Things like that. Yeah, like when he's not doing stupid shit, he's actually entertaining to watch for reasons like this. Um, I saw this, Terry, and I thought of uh, NHL 96. I think that was the first game where you can hit guys over the boards. 94, and, 94. No, 94 was the bloody face. That was the bloody face. Uh, this, yeah, you're this right. I think you're first right. year, uh, you can hit guys over the boards. And I remember, um, like, it's like back then, like, you couldn't do seasons. There was no franchise mode. There was no, like, my career mode. There was no uh, ultimate team. Like, you would just play, well, pick a was. Team, play seasons. a random there was, game. There's always been right? seasons. I don't believe there were seasons as early as 96. 100% but one thing there was. I, when I started playing that game, you know, you, at one point you get fed up of doing the same thing over and over. So yeah. I would make it like a mini game to see how many guys I could knock into the into the benches. And that's what Tom Wilson seems to be doing in the actual NHL. Too bad Johnny Factually isn't here right now because I'm curious. Because I remember we used to do offline seasons. But now I'm thinking, did we actually have seasons on the game in like 96? No, if you were like me... We used to. I I used to have a notepad. Yeah, and like, exactly. We'd have like four points. teams, and like we'd all get together at someone's house and like write yeah. out all the scores and keep the stats. And like again, we didn't even have it on spreadsheets. It was literally like notebooks and notebooks and notebooks. It's the best. And like one of us would lose notebook and we'd flip out. <laughs> we we do that. We do that now with online games since with COVID and stuff. We played online. We have a league called Sex HL, and uh, yeah, and uh, it was like, there's six of us there and oh six. Five, five of us in the league, and then we play against each other. You guys don't remember the Hercules hit from way back when? No. Really? Oh, it was a classic. What? It's hockey? Yeah, yeah, it's the NHL game. Hercules hit? You don't remember this? This is NHL 13. Hold on. You don't remember this at all? I mean, if I see the check, yeah. He's going to dump it in. Oh! What the hell happened? Char ejected Crosby into the stratosphere. Unbelievable. I love how Travis just goes to the bench. So today we're here at MoCap, yeah, yeah. capturing hits for NHL 13. For us, it's all about authenticity. <laughs> it's making sure that when a big guy hits a small guy, he sends him flying. And conversely, when a small guy tries to hit a bigger guy, he's tough to knock over. The great thing about real-time physics, it's all about taking what would happen in the real world and bring it onto our ice surface to make the most authentic hockey experience possible. <laughs> EA Sports, Classic. it's in the game. That's pretty awesome. Was that an actual YouTube. ad by EA? Yes, it yeah. was. Yeah, because they you realized how ridiculous it was. And they just self-aware, development. yeah. There was, a, there was a Tiger Wood ones too, where like at one point he was walking on water, and they like, no, no, this is real. And they showed clips of him actually doing it. There's been a few of them. EA's been good in dealing if with the fact that they're so bad. I believed walked on water, it would be Tiger Woods. Before. Yeah, that's a good point. 
All right, next, uh, insert Spider-Man meme here. Uh, Keyshawn Johnson, uh, when discussing the Aaron Rodgers uh, situation, explained that in his estimation, quote, quarterbacks are the most selfish dudes going these days. Yeah, selfish dudes going, coming from the guy who yeah. fucking legit, legit yells at his quarterback every single fucking play to throw him the ball. Receivers. Didn't he get himself traded? Didn't he himself request a trade? Well, so when, when, when no, when Carolina, when he was playing for Carolina, okay, uh, they drafted Dwayne. He was on the he was on the panel for NFL Network when they were doing like the draft coverage. It was, but he was still playing. They drafted Dwayne Jarrett. Remember Dwayne Jarrett out of mm -hmm. USC? So they drafted Dwayne Jarrett in the first round, and Keyshawn Johnson like put on this fake like supportive, like oh yeah, he's got a lot of skill. I like him. I'm gonna work with him. I'm gonna groom him. And then the week after, he was traded. <laughs> That's fucking yeah. typical Keyshawn Johnson right there. But receivers are 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 notorious for being self-centered and selfish, and for right reason because the the guys it's like they don't get the ball often. So when they want when they get the ball, they want to make something big happen. Which is why receivers are like that. They've always been. They always will be, and they should be like that because you need to have that confidence when you only have a small sample size of the game, right? Here's, Quarterbacks here, aren't all divas. Here's my thing. Um, what has Aaron Rodgers said? Publicly, like what has he said to I don't know anything that's not an anonymous source. He has he said that he is upset that this all went public. That's all yeah. he has said. So he's he Sean Johnson is just upset that he's not in the league anymore because he still wants to be. I mean, Keyshawn Johnson was good for, for the Cowboys. He was great for the Cowboys. For a short period of time in his career, he was very good. And then he was good on the Jets. He was good on the Cowboys, and then that was it. He played for like three other teams after. Yeah, uh, the the skills faded quickly, unfortunately. Um, I don't know. Just I found it funny. I found it funny that like he of all people, it's like Deion Sanders saying that someone else is flashy. Like seriously, <laughs> you're the guy. You're the guy saying it. <laughs> Out of all people. And last topic for today, 16 candles. Before I explain this, I'm just going to read it out loud. Man yeah. is suing Gwyneth Paltrow's company Goop because his vagina-scented candle exploded after three hours of burning. That's yeah. some great endurance. Three hours? That's impressive. But why are you buying a vagina-scented candle? What, you don't have vagina-scented candles? Well, first of all, like... We're sex positive on the show, Terry. Come on. We are, but like... It's Think like the next step in buying a woman's bathwater. You buy a candle that smells of her vagina. He, there's plenty of sites where he can buy somebody's bathwater. Yes, but can you yeah, burn it? You, use that you can't burn it. Absolutely, you can't burn it. Imagine walking to this guy's apartment and it smells like legit pure vagina. It smells like Gwyneth Paltrow's from... vagina, not just anyone's vagina. Oh, it's Gwyneth Paltrow's vagina. Yeah. Huh, that's interesting. Not a huge um, fan of Gwyneth Paltrow. But are you a lie. fan of her vagina? I mean, I've never seen it. Can't really say. I mean, you got you to gotta respect her vagina's hustle because um, I feel as though Goop has had a better career than her acting career uh, was. I don't think that it's her vagina. I think it's like just like one of those made-in-the-lab kind of smells, you know? Like so synthetic vagina. If somebody like asks you... Synthetic how, leather. Yeah, if somebody asks you what... What is included to make a vagina scented candle? What would you say? What ingredients would you add? Fish. Fish Ooh. is the first thing I thought of. Really? <laughs> yeah, because after like, you know, like a day like today where it's like plus 30, even my junk smells like a little funky sometimes.
Well, yeah, but your your junk is one I would expect more so to smell like that. Um, I'd go I, I, again. I'm gonna stay positive. I'm a positive guy. I'm, I'm gonna say lavender scented soap and uh, Georgia peaches. That's not what a vagina smells like. <laughs> even, even I'm going. I'm going. Ones. I'm going. I'm going. This. This is what I'm going for vagina smells. I'm going mackerel and cinnamon. Okay. That's what. So fish and like. nice and everything spice. There you go. That should be the name of the episode. Eagle changer. And just to wrap up on this topic, maybe the candle exploded because her vagina is a va bomb. And that's how we wrap. We assume. You've been listening to Hot Sauce Sports. Um, for those who like our content and want to continue uh, hearing things about exploding vagina candles and uh, hear us react to. And um, random bets that people make with NBA players. The best way to do it is to subscribe, to follow us, uh, to like what we do on all these platforms. Listen, we're not asking for a lot. Nicholas Cage's Primal grossed $84,000 worldwide. It's not very much for a movie. I promise you, with $84,000, Hot Sauce Sports will provide many more hours of entertainment than a movie where Nicolas Cage screams at a parrot. With that promise, Terry, I'd like to thank you for joining me on the show today. Eagle, thank you for everything you've done. Um, Thank you for all those who have uh, subscribed and all that. Thank you for all watching, and thank you all for letting us be ourselves. You've been listening to Hot Sauce Sports.